Welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today we're going to be talking about why you should never, ever, ever bring your kid to a park ever again. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome to this episode, and today we're going to be talking about parks and why I believe parents should just stop bringing their kids to parks anyway. See, First, I want to tell you why parks were designed. Uh, You could Google this, you could use your common sense, you could do your own research, but at the end of the day, parks are a fun place for children to overcome fears and step out of their comfort zone so that they could grow as as an individual so that when they get out into the real world, they would will have already practiced a lot of life skills out on the park. What kind of life skills do you get on a park? Well, I don't know. When your children are really, really little, maybe just starting to walk, um, they can learn to climb the stairs on the playground. They'll eventually learn to slide down the slide. They may get a bump, they may bump their head because the first time they go down the slide, guess what happens? They don't realize that they're going to take off so much and their whole body goes back. It's a natural thing and they may bump their head, but they'll go down, They may, uh, but they'll realize, hey, that was kind of fun and they may want to do it again. Remember that old saying, you know, uh, you fall off a horse, you got to jump right back on? Well, that's what kids do when they're at a park. As they start to get a little bit older, you'll notice that they start to learn some social skills and those social skills being that they'll start playing with other kids. They'll go up and they'll say, hey, what's your name? My name is. They will naturally, because it's just another kid wanting to play and have fun, they'll develop friendship right there within moments because they have something in common. They both want to play and that's all they care about is playing with the other kid who's in the park. These are social skills that they'll need for the rest of their life. But I don't know why parents are bringing kids to school or to, not to school. I don't understand why parents are bringing kids to parks anymore because what I witness when I go to the park, it makes me cringe a little. Because I'll see parents say, don't bother that kid. They're playing on their own. Or they'll say something like, don't go climb on the big rock that's in the middle of the park that they designed here for a reason because you could get hurt. I actually witnessed an, an older gentleman. I don't know if it's a grandfather or just an older dad. It was about three, maybe four-year-old little girl uh, just last week. He's like, I told you not to climb that rock. You're going to get hurt. Don't tell the kid they're going to get hurt. And she was like, no, I want to do it. And she's watching all the other kids her age do it. So she has belief in herself. Listen to me. She has belief in herself. Yet her father 
does not believe in her. What message is that sending? Now, I understand parents out there are like, oh, but we don't want them to get hurt. Yes, we do want them to get hurt on the park, under our supervision, so that they learn consequences for actions or limitations of where they're at. First time my son went on the monkey bars and tried to go across them, he did not make it. He fell and he got back up. He fell, he got back up. First time he got on a bike, he fell, he got back up. He fell, he got back up. And eventually he got across those monkey bars and eventually he stayed up on two wheels and rode that bike. Was there some pain? Was there some discomfort? Absolutely. Was it under my supervision? Absolutely. Was I there to cheer him on? Yes. So as I witnessed this gentleman, and, and here's the part that really, really got to me. That parents, this is a lesson what not to do. Like sometimes you go out there and you go, man, that parent's doing a great job. I want to mimic what they're doing. Or a lot of people just think like, uh, that stuff doesn't work. That they just got a really lucky child. No, it's really good parenting. So if you see a really good child, watch their parents. Don't watch the kid anymore. Don't sit there in awe of like, oh my God, that kid's amazing. See what their parents are doing. Trust me, I do that all the time. But the next words that came out of this father's mouth was like, all right, you could go on the rock. But if you fall and you get hurt, you better not cry. Ooh. What message does that send? to the little girl. So it's more important to daddy that I don't cry or I'm not bothered. I can't, I can't, comf I can't, I'm not gonna be comforted if I'm actually hurt. So maybe I don't wanna try because if I cry, daddy's gonna be upset. If I fall, daddy's gonna be upset. If I get hurt, daddy's gonna be upset. So I'm not gonna go out and live life. I'm gonna sit here and be a hermit because I don't want to disappoint dad. These are the messages that we're sending to our children when we keep telling them, don't do this, don't do that. So why even bring them to the park if we're not going to allow them to flourish and grow as an individual? I don't know. But if you want them to grow and flourish as an individual... See, I, I, we just did some traveling and I, I went and saw a friend and we met up at a park as we all have, as we both have kids. And he has two little ones. I have two little ones. And my seven-year-old, he has a, a, a one-and-a-half-year-old and a, a three-year-old. I have a seven-year-old and a one-year-old. So, so as my seven-year-old's running all over the park, he said, hey, did, did, you, did you see that your son is on top of the playground? I said, I didn't, I didn't see it. He goes, no, he was all the way at the top. I said, ah, it makes sense. He goes, well, what are you going to do about it? I said, well, he's down now. What would you do about it? He goes, I don't say anything. I was scared he'd fall off if I said anything to him. I said, nah, he's good. He's like, it doesn't worry you? I said, it worries me every moment of every day when we come out here and I watch him do different things. But he's growing and expanding as a person. If I tell him he can't do it, he's going to believe me. I'm his father. If I allow him to do it and he's successful, he's going to feel like a million dollars. And I want my kid to feel like a million dollars. So at, at, at our home, 
I'm gonna give you a couple stories here. Let me let me share a couple quick stories of, of my own offspring at parks in the last week. Uh, right before we traveled, we were at the park and we have these big, huge, like six foot tall boulder rocks. And they're probably three, four feet apart from each other. And they 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 go around the park. And he's always climbing these rocks. And, and recently, he's gotten the um, confidence to jump from one rock to the other. It's been killing me for years because there's a park right across the street from our house. And we go there all the time to watch him climb up the rocks first. Then he, there's some of her under trees and he grabs her branches and he, you see he's losing weight and the tree branches pulling him. And, oh man, God, that thing's going to fling him one of these days, but I allow him to do it. Occasionally he's, he's gotten brave enough six feet up to just jump off of these things. And all I picture is a broken leg or a sprained knee or a bad ankle or, and it, and it kills me. But then I think back, did I do those things? Yes, I did. And it, it grew me to do things that I didn't know I was capable of doing and nobody was around to tell me I couldn't I'm conscious enough to know that although I don't want him to get hurt if he's gonna get hurt I want him to do it in my presence so I could take care of it see I don't know jack about parenting but I know that kids need to take risks I know that kids need to understand consequences. I understand that kids need to feel empowered to do certain things. So as he climbed one of these six foot rocks and tried to jump to the next one, he slipped and didn't make it. And he got back up and he did it again. And he did it again. And on the fourth time, he missed so badly, he scraped the entire side of his leg. Now he went around for a little bit and I watched from a distance because I had his little brother with me and I saw him with a strange look on his face. And I yelled across the park, are you okay? And he didn't say yes and he didn't say no. So I grabbed his little brother, I walked over there, I said, what's going on? And he started limping towards me and he showed me his leg and it had this big scrape across the side of it. I said, what happened? He goes, I tried to jump from one rock to the other. I said, are you gonna be okay? He's like, yeah. I said, do you want to do that again? He says, not today. <laughs> I said, okay. Did you learn anything? I think I need new sneakers. And he did. So, because he believes in himself. He didn't believe in the sneakers anymore, but he believes in himself. So fast forward to this trip we're on. And, and and there's some monkey bars and he's good at the metal ones going across but there was these wavy ones that went up and down and they were uh, some type of uh, uh, rubber on them and almost looked like a spider web and it had to go up and down it was much more challenging than the regular monkey bars which he's mastered at his own park and I said ooh these look like fun now I knew there were going to be a challenge the first thing he tries to do he tries to go up there he gets about three steps three rungs and he's like Poof falls mind you there's about 25 rungs and he said wow dad that's hard i said but you can do it and um 
I said, we just need to create a strategy. You got to place your hand here and place it there. And he got about halfway through and he's like, wow, going back up, going down is easy, but going back up is tough. I said, yes, it is. But I, I think by the time we leave here today, you will be able to go across. It's going to take some time and rest. Those hands are a little tired now, but you have this at this point. My, my friends come with his kids and, and, um, and, and his uh, father-in-law is there. And as my son goes and I was like, hey, you got it. Hey, place that hand there. You have it. Oh, man, you're doing so good. You got it. Hey, this is the tough part. But I know if you focus right now for two strong pushes, you're going to get it. And he falls again. I said, that's all right. I believe you can do it. And his dad says, hey, was that some motivational speaking? And I said, listen, if I believe it, he'll believe it. And if he believes it, he can do it. Listen to what I just said. If I believe in my child, whether they believe in themselves or not, they will start to believe because I believe. And your kids will believe if you believe. And if they start to believe, they can do it. He witnessed another child, the very next one, go across that thing about the same size as him. He didn't realize, but a little bit taller than him. And... I said, that person just did it, so you know it can be done. I think you can do it too. I'm telling you, without fail, 10 seconds down, my kid went across that thing, and he had a look of astonishment and joy and surprise, and I said, I told you you could do it, and you did it a lot sooner than I thought you were going to do it, which means I believe in you. Do you believe in you? He's like, yeah, Dad, I can do it again. Listen to what I'm telling you, people. All I did was encourage him. When he's bouncing off rocks, rocks, I don't tell him not to do it again. When he's climbing 12 feet on top of the, the park, I don't tell him he can't do it or shouldn't do it. I just allow him to be himself and test his own limits and boundaries, knowing that I am close enough that if he gets hurt, I'm there to help him. Now... I do express limits in certain areas or say, hey, maybe not today, but I know you'll be able to do it. There are certain things daddy can't do now that he'll be able to do next year, but he's also seen daddy train for a marathon. He's also seen daddy accomplish things. And I say, hey, I have to do all this work before I can do this. And it's going to take time and practice. So we'll get some practice and eventually you'll be able to do it because you're going to get better at it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with this last story. See, I don't know jack about parenting, but I do know that we can't do everything for our children. We're not always going to be there. And if we're hovering over them, bubble wrapping, helicopter parenting, which we could talk about in another episode, they are not going to be self-sufficient and they're not going to have any confidence. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to raise children with zero confidence because if I'm raising children with zero confidence, they're going to be sleeping in my house the rest of my life and I can't have that. I and I hope you are too, are trying to raise children who are productive members of society. And if you and I have the same plans, then, then continue to watch. So there's my last thought. Is, is, is There's not a lot of seesaws. Okay, well, maybe. There's not a lot of seesaws and there's not a lot of swings in parks anymore these days. Why? Because there's a lot of helicopter parents and bubble wrapping parents that say, oh my God, my kid fell off the swing or got whacked with the seesaw in the merry-go-round. They got hurt and I don't want them on the parks because God forbid my kid gets hurt on a park under my supervision. 
See, they're taking away the fun, the joy, the seesaw, the balance, the trust with the other kids, the teamwork, uh, the merry-go-round. The kids are going too fast. They got to hold on tighter. They got to trust the kids. They got to communicate. Hey, I don't want to go that fast. Stop. Let me get off. Hey, let me get on. That looks like fun. Hey, let me push. No, I want to push. Hey, you get on. All these things that kids get to learn, these things. The swing. Oh, my God, it went too high. The other kid walked behind and smacked awareness they got to learn awareness imagine that but parents parents have petitioned city parks and said i don't want those types of things because they may learn some social skills see why bring your kid to a park if you don't want them to learn anything this is not for you to spend time on your phone this is for your kids to spend time learning social interactive skills creating boundaries uh, creating successes in their lives getting hurt understanding consequences that's what a park is built for it's not just colors and play but guess what it is for colors and play why because that's how kids learn best is through play allow them to play parents stop taking away their learning tools but when they have their learning tools allow them to use the tools so i watched two sets of parents on a seesaw i was like wow there's a seesaw at this park holy moly stromboli and i watched the parents kids old enough to use the seesaw on their own i watched parents put the kids on it and the parents on either either end of the thing pushing it up and down pushing it up and down kids don't have to push their legs they don't have to create balance they don't have to do anything because the parents are doing all the work and i said wow what a shame in my mind right i i, I didn't say this but because one set of parents saw what the other set of parents were doing and everybody's so damn worried about what the other parents are thinking, right? We're all judging each other. I watched the next set of parents put the kids on who are old enough to seesaw on their own and push it up and down for them. A little, little Johnny, little Sarah, little Mikey, little uh, Emily, whomever these kids are, are going through life saying, mommy and daddy are going to do everything for me. Or mommy and daddy don't trust me enough to do this. And there's going to come a point where they're old enough to start doing things on their own. And mommy and daddy are going to get frustrated. You're eight years old. You're nine years old. You should know how to do this. But mom, dad, you never let me do anything when I was four, five, six, seven. And now that I'm eight and nine, you expect me to know? But you've always done everything for me. And they're upset with Emily or David or Johnny or Sarah. Parents, you got to start now. You have to start empowering them now. I have my one-year-old, which has been walking since he's nine months old. And I remember at 10 months old, we were at a county fair. And he's walking through the fair left and right. And there was this other parents, the kids in the stroller. Kids 15 months old. Dad's carrying a kid. And he's like, wow, how old is he? I'm like, he's 10 months. And dad comparing Puts his kid down and he's mad that his kid can't walk at 15 months old. Don't be mad at your child, dad. You haven't encouraged him to walk. You haven't empowered him to walk. You have not done exercises for this kid to learn how to walk. You haven't built his core. You haven't built his balance. You haven't given him a motivation. You haven't told him he can do it. A lot of times moms, as you're listening, because I'm sure there's going to be moms listening to this. You're like, oh, I don't want them to walk yet. That's selfish. You want to empower them to do things when they can do it, not when you feel it's the right time to do it. Because whether they walk it nine months or two years, they're going to start walking and they're going to get into the same things. 
Don't hinder your children for your own self, selfish reasons. So I don't know about you as a parent. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I don't know jack about parenting, but I know something about people. And I know people need to learn or grow because if we're not growing, we're dying. And if you're killing your kids by not allowing them to grow right from the get-go, you are going to have challenges in the future. So I encourage you that if you choose to bring your kids to parks, allow them to play. Allow them to play the way they want to. That's the last thing I'll say is I watch too many parents dictate to a child how they're supposed to play. There's no right or wrong way to play. There is no right or wrong way to color. There is no right or wrong way to paint. There is no right or wrong way to build blocks. Whichever way they're doing it, encourage them to do it so that they have fun, so that they want to do it again because nobody, and I mean nobody, you don't like it, your kids don't like it, your parents don't like it, you don't like it when somebody tells you, hey, do it this way because that's the right way. I encourage you to be the dad you wish you had, to be the mom you want to be, to be the parent who allows her kids to learn and grow each and every single day. And we'll talk to you in the next episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to bethedadyouwishyouhad.com now and get it while it's free.